Welcome to Teenagers of Altitude, where a bunch of grown adults watch cartoons with planes in them, I guess? Except for that one time it was a live action thing. You mean the first time? Yeah, that time. (laughs) The first of the only two other times this happened? Yeah, exactly. But there's more cartoons than live action now, so we can say it's about cartoons. I, I didn't go back and listen to see if there was an actual intro that they used or anything. That's fine. I'm Emily. And as this is a Valentine's Day special, I am here with my partners, Michael. Hello. And Cassandra. Hey there. And uh, and to mm. I was gonna say, Emily, thank you so much for finally letting me on your podcast. Oh, I mean, you're welcome. It feels like Cassie's the only one who gets to be on here, and it's just I, I'm so glad it finally it's finally my turn. <laughs> my podcast. Which podcast is this now? Tears of Altitude. The TWA, the main podcast. You know. Oh yeah, of podcast. Yeah, no. yeah, you're never on that. You definitely never hosted almost as many episodes as Zach has. Yep. Okay. That's if there's if there's if there's two things this podcast is is not known for, it's having me on and belaboring jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this year for Teenagers of Altitude, we decided to watch. Um, an old classic Disney's cartoon from the '90s called Tailspin. Oh, we oh, I don't, my I don't know the rest of the song. <laughs> well, it's, it's just Tailspin, and then oh, we oh. For those who don't know what Tailspin, and again, like this is oh, this, like like all teenagers of altitude uh, episodes that we cover, it has something to do with you know flying. So, if you, for those of you who don't know Tailspin, it was a Disney's cartoon that was on Disney Afternoons, and it starred um, Baloo from The Jungle Book, but, like, not Baloo from The Jungle Book, because now he's a pilot. It was a Jungle Book AU set in, like, a fucking weird alternate 1920s where, like, the world is flooded and everybody goes by, like, plane to places? Yeah. And, um, yeah, Baloo, uh, he is, is the main character, but other characters from Jungle Book are Shere Khan and Louie. Shere Khan being a, a CEO, like, capitalist, uh, monster. Voiced by Tony J of all people. Yeah, I was gonna say, st- while still managing to be a very sexy tiger man. And, uh, Louie, uh, is, has, like, a juice bar. He's the Ernie of this show. He literally wears Hawaiian shirts oh, he's... and has a juice bar <laughs> that all the characters are. I just realized he's the Ernie of this show. Fuck, yeah, what I didn't realize that before now either. Yeah, he's just literally <laughs> just Ernie. Because, like, I always thought of it as a bar as a kid, even though, like... Like, clearly, he goes in his go, oh, I want a mag- mango pineapple thing at the start of his episode. Like, it's a juice bar, but, like, I always imagined it as a bar as a kid, and I just realized how Louis just journey. This, this, yeah. it's, the show is literally just Power Rangers, except instead of karate, it's flying planes. <laughs> Much like Power Rangers, a man who was once a king is now owning a juice bar, because Ernie totally, you know. 
he was the, the don. He yeah. was a don. Mm-hmm. He was the boss. The boss. <laughs> For those of, you know, if you want references to like really old teenagers of attitude jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine um, someone would be listening to this when who hasn't been listening to the show for a while. <laughs> I know, but that was like a long time ago. We talked about you, I don't think I was even on the on the show when you guys were talking about Ernie being like a mafia lord. Anyways, yeah. Um, we should probably go around the horn and talk about like our experience with this show. And I was just about to do that. Because she's gotten to do the least <laughs> talking so far. We should probably start with Cassie. Yeah. Oh. I just the found shy a gummy. Girl. <laughs> We're eating Paw Patrol gummies. Yeah. Because yep. we just had them from the snack pack that my mom got. Well, Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> and not because you're huge fans of Paw Patrol. Right, right. I've never once watched that show. I don't believe you. I haven't. I still don't believe you. Uh... <laughs> So my experience with Tailspin is I I watched it as a kid, and it was it was a I it was a cartoon. It wasn't very special to me. It was just a thing to watch. How did it rank between like the other? Well, it's not as good as Gargoyles. Uh, not as good as Ducktales. I liked it more than Ducktales as a kid. Yeah, I don't know. The theme song isn't quite as good. Yeah, that's true. I would say the theme song. And we'll the, get to that later. But in yeah. fairness, the, the, the theme song from DuckTales is the greatest piece of music ever written. So, like, yeah, but like Darkwing Duck and like Chip and Dale also have very good theme songs. Like, yeah. So, like, this one kind of isn't that good compared to those. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Anything else to say? No, it's it's a middling show. Okay, me. that is my experience with it. Is it was okay? It was on television, so I watched it. Great, and Michael. <laughs> that very much reflects my experience with it. It was, of the Disney Afternoon shows I actually watched, I, it was kind of the bottom of the list. Uh, the only shows that really beat were ones that I didn't actually really bother watching, which were Gargoyles and Gummy Bears. But I, I still put it behind, like, DuckTales and Darkwing and Rescue Rangers Wait, and Goof Troop. you didn't watch Gargoyles? I mean, in my defense, both Gargoyles and Gummy Bears were generally on before I got home from school. But also, I wasn't really interested in either one of them at the time. I never gave a shit about Gummy Bears. I never, I didn't even know that was a TV show until like, I like was an adult, and then people talked about it, and I was like, wait, that was a show? Yeah, same. I was on the candy, but yeah. That was like um, one of the earlier ones they did. Like I think early on, like DuckTales was just kind of its own thing at first, and they didn't start really building it into a programming block until Gummy Bears dropped. And it's like, okay. okay, I guess we're just making more of these, and I think Goof Troop was the next one. Gargoyles is, like, crazy good, though. Yeah. You know, if you get a chance to, like, go back and watch that, Michael. There's an shit. episode where he just shoots a woman. Well, he shoots a police officer who has the gun. One of the gargoyles does. Looked up. Yeah. Didn't, didn't show that episode anymore in season. Because, yeah, wasn't it, like, a like a very special episode about, you know, like, gun, gun control? Vi- yeah. And gun violence and stuff? Yeah. I, I could imagine. I'm surprised Disney showed that at all. <laughs> yeah, like there was blood and stuff. Yeah, because the I, I, okay. Well, now this is a Gargoyles podcast, <laughs> and I believe the plot of the episode was that like it was like the big fat guy who was like kind of dumb. Yeah, was like the I think his name was it wasn't Hudson because that was the old guy. Yeah, Bronx. Yeah, no, Bronx was the dog. Uh, was it Brooklyn? No, Brooklyn was the red guy. <laughs> Shit. What other? I think he started with a B though. But anyways, he's, like, playing with the gun like a kid would because he's kind of, like, the kid of the group. Yeah. And, like, accidentally sets it off because that, you know, that shit happens and they were trying to, like, do a thing about it. But anyways, um, anything else to say, Michael, about it? 
Uh, not really. Like, it, it's a show that I kind of just, like, I was aware of it, and I got the theme song stuck in my head a lot, but, like, yeah, it's it's not a show I'm especially attached to. Okay. Um, so for me, I wouldn't say I was crazy about it, but I definitely liked Tailspin a lot. Like I, I watched it and I and I you know was excited to watch it. I had toys. I had a blue toy and like a kit toy. Well, I mean, if you're gonna have a toy, you're gonna have blue. I mean, yeah, and I think I think I had the sea duck. I, I hope so. I think I had the sea. You duck. hope you have the plane because that's like basically the main character. Yeah, but also like like you know, it's expensive to buy the big stuff. You know, yeah. I you know I had a lot of expensive turtles toys. But mm. I don't know if I had a lot of uh, tailspin ones, and I think I might have had Rebecca. And Molly as well. Because I remember, like, when I saw Molly being like, I remember having a toy of that. And I don't see why I wouldn't have Rebecca then. But anywho, um, I liked it. Because I, I liked any show that featured the main characters being anthropomorphic animals. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> huh. Yeah. And so, then I only realized I was a furry when I was, like, 29. <laughs> so we've dropped a lot of character names, but, like, I feel like... I feel like if someone hasn't seen this, the the premise is kind of esoteric for a cartoon. Yeah. So like, so Baloo works as like a pilot that ships cargo around. Because again, yeah. we're in this weird pseudo nineteen twenties thing going on. Yeah, and he's working for um, hire for hire, which is Rebecca Cunningham's. Uh, she's this like you know another bear girl. Um, and she, like... Would you say she's the sexy bear girl? Yeah, she's sexy. There's but, certainly a lot of art to attest to that on the I internet. Like, I like Rebecca <laughs> Huntingham. I remember as a kid thinking she was cute and pretty. It's, well, yeah. So there's a, a weird setup where, like, she's a single mom, so she's got a little kid, and she, she runs the business, and Blue, like, works for her as, as the, pilot, the pilot, and technically like, she's... She owns the plane, and but he pilots it, yeah. Yeah, her owning the plane is actually a major point of contention in the... Uh, in the episode we watched today. But also, Blue's just got a sidekick by the name of, is it Kit? Kit, yeah. Kit. And I don't know what the deal is with him. I don't know if he's, like, Baloo's adopted son or just his best friend or what. Okay, so, like, I remember, like, again, like, we, we talked about it when we were watching this episode. I remember there being an origin of how they meet. And maybe it was just a comic, because I remember I had a comic of their origin. But it could have been, like, in the show, too. I don't know if it was an adaption. Like, you know how they used to have, like, those, um... Like screenshot comics, where it would just be screenshots mm-hmm. of shows, and then uh, adding like speech bubbles and stuff. Not, uh, no, there was a ton of those in Nintendo Power for Pokemon. Oh yeah, there Anyways, sure was. Yeah, so I, I I never had a comic, and like he's an orphan, and he's just like I think he just like uh, he um what's that called when you stow away? He stows away. He stows away on Baloo's plane, and then like proves himself useful with his like he has this like cool glider thing that they don't show in this episode where he like it's it's like a it's like a crescent and it it, it unfurls into like a full-on like crescent glider thing but it's normally it's just it's just like a piece of metal and he can like ride it through on the sky it's really cool yeah he like awesome. jet ski on the on jet skis on the clouds and shit which is yeah yeah kinda cool but like it, it's definitely one of those premises that you get away with in a cartoon because the kids aren't going to think about it too much. When you look back at an adult, it's like, yep, I'm a grown man, and uh, I just picked up this here orphan, and he's my best friend that I take everywhere with me. Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> he's he's a sidekick. It's it's we like share Batman a bedroom. It's fine. He's just my friend. It's like a sleepover. <laughs> they don't sleep in the same bed though. <laughs> but yeah, like um, but yeah, that that's I, I had a VHS tape of a of Tailspin that I would watch over and over again. You have, yeah. you have episodes of things. That's pretty much my um, experience with it. But I do think I liked Darkwing Duck more than Tailspin. But I think it was my second favorite Tailspin. Yeah, because I like I like I like the whole like adventure aspect of it. Like how they're like on they have planes and there's like there's pirates and stuff. Like there's it is it was a fun cool like premise. Well, if you want adventure, it's Ducktales. Well, Ducktales for me was like was. I didn't really get the sense of adventure from DuckTales as a kid, maybe because I didn't it's watch right enough of the it. Theme song. I know, but like <laughs> Emily, there's like, race cars, what, lasers, and aeroplanes. But he's like he's like he's a rich guy. What does he do to be rich? Like I don't know. As a kid, I don't I don't think I watched that many episodes. I liked the movie of DuckTales as a kid. You know, like that with the genie and stuff. Yeah, no, uh, with I like don't. it's fucking what's his name? Uh, is it Rip Torn? I don't know, but I love that as a kid. I've, I've watched that a million times. But anyways. If we're going to get on to the episode, we're watching the pilot episode. Um, <laughs> Funny jokes. Were you waiting to say that? No. It's called From Here to Machinery. And, like, uh, I just realized it's coming out of my TV. It's going to be on the episode. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely got a little got bit some, of audio there. Definitely <laughs> got some of that out. theme song on there. Um, yeah, the, the, it opens up with the theme song, which isn't, like... Rip Taylor, like, that's who I was thinking of. It's like catchy and stuff, but like it's nowhere near as good as like like Rescue Rangers or or you know as we mentioned Ducktales having one of the best themes ever. Um, but it's it's cute and fun. Oh yeah, Tailspin. And, uh, and it, it sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say it opens um in like at Louis Bar, uh, and like these pilots are arguing over like who the best pilots are. You know, whether it's it's Sheer Khan's pirates that are not the no, pilots that he like hires, you know, to yeah, or, to do or his just freelance st- pirate p- pilots. Just, wow, now you get me doing it. <laughs> we, we I'm sorry, freelance pilots and like who's the best and like we actually this, really need is, to get it right because pirates are a big part of the show. Yeah, and they're a whole different thing. Like Louis is not he like Sheer Khan is not a pirate. Well, okay, the pirates aren't a whole different thing. They're pirate pilots. Yeah, but they're like. Or They're, pilot pirates? I, I gotta be clear that the main character and Sheer Khan, like all that grouping is are not are not pirates. They're just like pilots who like They're not pirate pilots. <sighs> who take cargo around. <laughs> and um as I, I remembered I conflated Don Carnage with Sheer Khan in yeah. my head. I thought they were the same guy. Sheer Khan Carnage. No, Sheer Khan's not a criminal at least so far he might become a oh, less he's a criminal yeah he's a sense that he's an incredibly wealthy man and is therefore inherently just dripping with sin and evil but absolutely but yeah no so like this is louis bar where all the pilots hang out and chill out. i don't remember what it's called do you guys remember i don't know if they said the title of the bar in here it, it, have it, no they, they showed the title it's louis it's just called louis it's just called louis oh that's cool uh, so there's this dog um, like a like a like a like a Dane. He's like got like a fedora. Okay, apparently like... it's literally just called Louis Place. Okay. Oh, the I didn't see the place on the sign. So, apparently it's yeah. not on the sign, but it's called Louis oh. Place. Yeah. Okay. So this this dog guy's like, hey Louis, what? Who are the better pirates? Is it Con's pi- pilots? pilots? Who are the better pilots? Is it Con's pilots or freelancers? And he's like, 
you want to know who the best pilot is, and then we hear a plane coming in, and we see the sea duck come down, and it, like, shears off a bunch of le- leaves off the top of these pine trees outside of Louie's place, you know, but it's, it's got purpose, you know, it's a cool thing Tricky did, he gets in, and everyone's like, whoa, it's Baloo, and he's like, Baloo's the best pilot ever, he's on the top of the list over there, and they have this, like, Wall of Fame at Louis' place showing that now let's he's... let's look at these other guys here. Okay, yeah, we gotta pause. There's... It's it's very low quality. Is that just a horrifying clown? It's Where? very probably just a horrifying clown. So the, the thing with Baloo is that it's, it's kind of the the uh, sort of typical... It, so it's, it's not the default cartoon protagonist logic, but it's one we see a lot, is the idea that this character is, like, the best at what he does, but he is simultaneously, like... Just dirt stupid. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's kind of a trash boy, but he's like, good at flying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's like a Han Solo type character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> much like Al the Killer. I have no idea He is a is. lot like Al the Killer. <laughs> I'm, don't worry about it. If Crystal is the same. I was, I was going that. to specifically ask you not to explain it. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so... Um, Louie's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna introduce you to my new friend here, and then that weird dog guy is not here anymore, and he's writing in a notepad or something, and we don't really know what his whole deal is yet. He kind of scoffs at, 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 uh, Baloo, though. And then it, we go, we cut to the next morning, I guess. Well, like, initially, the way they frame it is he's looking for the best pilot, and it sounds like he's looking to hire the best pilot, mm-hmm, is what it yeah. seems like. But, no, not so much. But actually, it's a Dead or Alive the movie situation. Okay. It's not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in Dead or Alive the movie? Um, there's a there's a tournament. Yeah, but they're analyzing all the pilots to, like, make pilots. All, all the fighters. Dead or Alive the plane movie? <laughs> they're analyzing all the pirates. The fighters to make the best fighter ever. Yeah. 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 Which sort of seems like what he's actually that doing. That movie's awesome, by the way. I've it's never like, watched it's it. It's such... It's a trash film, but it's so entertaining. <laughs> it's such a bad movie. But it's so good. Um, we should do that on TV. For, like, for like the Christmas one or something. We, yeah. done, we, done, we did Mario. We'll do another video game theme one year. Yeah, maybe. you also did Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, that's right. See, there you go. Um, so anyways. Oh, we go. Tailspin. No. Okay. <laughs> we are going through this so slowly. <laughs> yeah, we. Well, I was trying to go fast, but then it got it got. Sort we had to talk of, about um, dead or alive, though. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, it takes the next morning, and Kit and Baloo are in their shared bedroom in different beds, and they're they, on hammocks because they, it's this, this shows a weirdly like. They really lean not, into how low tech everything is. They're they're not on hammocks. Yeah, no, Kit. Kid and Baloo are definitely on beds here. Oh, I th- see, I don't have the episode in front of me, so I, th- I could have sworn they were on hammocks. Never mind. Okay, that's okay. Um, they, like, they I wake up. I would be surprised if they sleep on hammocks in a different episode. Yeah, totally. You yeah, might be remembering that from your childhood. Maybe it's just in the pilot that they But the pilot sleeps in the bed. So anyways, they, wake, they both wake up to, to the sound of the sea duck taking off. And they're like, oh, God, someone's stealing the sea duck. And Baloo, like runs down, you know, in, in a fervor, jumps onto the sea duck, you know, docks it up uh, so it can't, like, take off. He, like, ties it to the dock. 
and gets in, and the dog we saw from earlier isn't there, and he's with a robot. Yeah, so this is this is a really weird. We've we've picked a really strange episode to start with. I mean, we picked it because it's literally the first one. Yeah, but it's like and like shows like this, like Disney Afternoon shows. There's not really continuity for the most part. They're kind of running a random order. Uh, I think I think you know really the only like sort of Disney syndicated shows that really like attempted continuity were basically like Gargoyles and Aladdin. I think. Yeah, but like Gargoyles for sure. Yeah, but like this is this is a really weird thing to start with. Is just we've, yeah. we've got this weird old timey like Jungle Book AU, and the first episode's about fear of like robots taking our jobs. Because <laughs> that's what's happened is that this this professor guy has rented out the 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 Sea Duck um, to to test his automated pilot. Who's this little? He's this robot boy with like, and he's very classic robot looking. Like he's got light bulb eyes, kind of thing, um, or at least like they're not literally, but they look like that. And um, uh, Rebecca shows up and she, she explains that he's like doing this and to apologize to him for um, stopping the CDF from taking off. So he does that, but he does it all like passive aggressively and like you know tricks the robot and the like comically dropping the seat on the dog guy and it kind of sets up this rivalry between uh Baloo and this robot who's gonna take his job and um the the guy like i, I can't i think his name's professor torque yeah is that it yeah professor torque starts talking about how like it never deviates from the flight plan it's perfect well like professor bork it never has to sleep and nice he's a dog yeah okay Good jokes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's like, you know, he never has to sleep. He never has to, you know, he never deviates from the flight plan. He's perfect. Blah, 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 blah. And Baloo's like, you know, he's not too happy about this because he thinks he's the best And Blue pilot. gets in a sick burn on that robot. Because as... Oh, Dr- yeah, but there's this kind of funny part where, like... As Dr. Torque is listening off all the things he does, the robot repeats him. And then Baloo's like, oh, and he's stupid. And the robot's like, is stupid. Well, no, what I like is that yeah. is that Professor Torque says obedient, obedient, and stupid, stupid. And I know I kind of related a little bit. Uh, and also, <laughs> also, there. And also <laughs> just like Emily, anyone who touches the robot gets a powerful electroshock and flung across what? the room. Yeah, that yeah, happens. I can confirm. Don't do it on the podcast. It'll ruin our audio track. <laughs> and, um... Yeah. Yeah, it, like it mentions that it's 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 a it's a repulsive thing that if it if it takes if it senses hostile intent, so I guess this I don't remember how the scene really ends. It kind of just like tapers off with like Baloo being like, "Okay, we'll have fun with the 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 plane," and you know, I, I think it goes back to like uh, Baloo like wondering when they'll be back or whatever. And when they when they land, there's like there's like press there. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's really impressive that he made a robot that could fly a 19, plane in the nineteen twenties. Yeah, or again, like we get that. like the super old timey press with the big old flash bulbs and everything. Yeah, and um, uh, the the Professor Torque calls Baloo over, saying that he's like an ace pilot, and really good. And Baloo's like, "Oh yeah, this guy knows that I'm good shit, actually. Maybe he's all right." But then he just uses that to like up his robot by saying like. Well, there's the old one. Here's the new guy. He's even better than the best pilot in the world. And yeah, the pilot blah, of the blah, future blah. is a machine. And he starts like you know annoying Baloo enough, you know, like 
harming his uh, his sense of ego that Baloo just fucking decks him. I was which I- so shocked that this is a thing that happens in the first episode of a Disney cartoon is the main character just up and fucking slugging a guy in the face. They, yeah, like they, they don't like directly show it. They like it well, shows him like punching towards the camera, and it cuts to like it being a newspaper. I feel like that photo, makes it worse that it's a perspective shot of the viewer getting decked in the face. Sure, it just it just that's just for me everybody of, like, who who wants to pretend they're getting punched by Baloo. <laughs> it just makes me think of like all like God damn it! I didn't even think about what you just said until like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, like back of the day, like like cartoonists had to like do a lot to get past censors like if you watch old batman the animated series like uh episodes whenever like batman connects a punch there's a flash on the screen right and technically the frame where he connects isn't shown but it's so fast that like it doesn't matter that's how they got past censors because 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 back in the day like they were really against like people hitting each other like if you go watch Spider-Man from the 90s, he webs everybody up. Right. He doesn't punch anybody. Occasionally he'll do, like, a swing kick or something. So that's why I'm getting past censors is, like, having Baloo punch the camera. But, like Michael says, it makes it almost more visceral because of that. <laughs> um, so, like, um, after this, it cuts to, like, it, after he punches him, it, it cuts to it being a newspaper uh like, you know, front page news thing. And Shere Khan's reading it. And he's got the professor in his um, office. And he's trying to sell him these new automated pilots. And he's like, well, I mean, if they're really as good as you say, I'll buy like a thousand of them. But I need you to prove that they're better than, you know, uh, sentient pilots. I was going to say human, but they're not human. Well, like anthropomorphic. Mm. Yeah. Anthro pilots. It's it's weird because he does it in a roundabout way, but Shirkan more or less literally tells him, like, listen, you need to beat Baloo in a contest before I'll buy your robots. Yeah. Which is kind of a weird move for for this business this ostensibly incredibly serious businessman to make. It's like, no, I need you to fucking John Henry this shit. I need you to prove that the machine is more powerful than the man in an old timey contest. <laughs> I do like how you, 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 like, yeah, he doesn't directly say, he goes like, oh, well, if you manage to prove it, like, maybe I would, like, buy a thousand. He's like, oh, shit, and he runs off. So, like, I guess he's got, like, a a plausible deniability of this guy who does something stupid. I don't know, it's it's good. Shere Khan is a great character. Like, I really like, like, yeah, he's a total monster because he's, like, a capitalist, but he's very entertaining to watch. He has got some decadent housing. Oh yeah, he's he's got it looks like his office. I said his office, right? But it's a huge room with like foliage and stuff. Like it's it's a really cool uh It's actually a really neat actually. effect that the that the the visual design of the show goes for is that like despite the fact that I misremember the hammocks, like most of the stuff we see in the show is very ramshackle and very like cobbled together like the the sea duck looks like it's had like 5000 different parts replaced ship of theseus style over the course of a decade you know yeah. ev- everything everything looks like it's it looks like a world that would be held together by duct tape except no one's invented duct tape yet except sheer khan's office which is just the most modern looking thing in the world it is yeah. so lavish and it's a really nice touch actually totally 
But it's still, but his office still looks like a jungle in a lot of those scenes. Yeah, because like you know he's yeah. a fucking tiger. He's from the book of the jungle. Yeah, Jungle Book. Um, so we cut to another day, and Rebecca uh, is hanging out, and she's expecting a client, and she she chastises uh, Baloo for like punching. Uh, Professor Tork, because, you know, he, 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 she says, like, oh, you played into his plan. And he's like, oh, he wanted to get decked. And he's like, and she's like, no, he wanted to get on the front page and you got it to him. Now everybody knows about his, like, robots. And you can't let every little thing just stop, you know, you know, get you all, like, rage riled mode. Up. Riled up. Yeah. I can't talk. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so her whole thing is she's giving Baloo a speech about, you know, keeping calm under pressure, not letting your emotions get the best of you. Meanwhile, she sees that uh, Professor Robot Maker Dude has is basically hijacking her client right in front of her office, and she completely flips her shit. Yeah, she runs up to him and like hugs him and goes like, "Stop touching my client!" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, he's my client now." And yeah, they give this, goes, That's this ridiculous. turkey he, guy in glasses just the the most stereotypical nerd voice. He's like, um, well, he he convinced me that his robot was a better deal, actually. <laughs> and she's just like, I listened to your fucking inane stories about frozen okra for a week, you piece yeah. of shit. Which she's like, is- we, did, we did conferences and, and lunches, and, like, it's really good. <laughs> um, And what is frozen okra, by the way? It's a no vegetable. I that is. Okra's a vegetable. Oh. And he's got stories about it. Well, yeah. Don't you have Great. stories about vegetables? No. So Baloo's like, oh, look who's like all calm and collected now. And, you know, he, and he just picks her up. He does. Those big, strong bear arms of his. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not horny for Baloo. <laughs> yeah, okay. <sighs> anyway. She, she, she's not looking for the bear necessities. Don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so Baloo goes and, and like mouths off and... And he doesn't say this at all, but the the Professor Torque's like, "Oh, it sounds like you're challenging my robot." And Blue's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm challenging him." And then they set up this race thing where they got to see who can like deliver um, this cargo. Well, before- pick up a cargo from. Well, they have to go. They have to go to a specific area, pick up cargo, and drive back. They got to go to like this first. frozen waste somewhere, and it's like a forty-hour round trip. Uh, yeah, it's thing, forty hours, which is kind of ridiculous. Where, it's kind of ridiculous, and it also like puts like a lot of like the advantage on the robot because again, the robot does not need to sleep. Which yeah, I feel like, well, I mean, that's the point. That's why the dude set up the contest this way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the the cargo is arbitrary; it's a single tiny box. So yeah, yeah. So um, but it shows it shows like the the flight path on like a little map, and it shows that um. Well, I guess before he sets out, the, the the con pilots are like, you better do this and prove that, you know, we can do this or we won't have a job. And the freelancers say the same thing. And then Rebecca says, like, hire for hire is going to be out of business if you don't win this race. And Baloo's like, oh, wait, I have a lot of pressure on me. Yeah. And he sets out on this. And it shows, like, on the map that he's beating this guy. Like, he's kind of fucking around a bit. But he's still, like, ahead of him. Yeah, he's constantly doing, like, little sp- you know, loop de loops, yeah, loop de loops and twirls and yeah, tricks it's, and stuff. It's, it's it's like a lot of different, you know, joke map sequences. Like, uh, it's it, it reminded me a lot of the one from Emperor's New Groove on the subject of Disney. 
Yeah. Uh, it's also that... a bit like Tortoise and Hare, where, like, he if he wasn't fucking around, he would have, like, beaded the pants off this guy. But he, like... Well, see, he's only going so fast as catching the air currents. Yeah, is it's, his, it it's his pilot instincts. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. how he could do the, the Kessel run in... 12 parsecs. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So... <laughs> Remember he, how that he, was just some bullshit George Lucas said, but because nerds are nerds, they had to try and make sense of that? I yes, do remember of course. that. You have to explain everything in canon. Like, I was just reading a, a, a Twitter thread last night, actually, where they were talking about... Um, apparently, one of the like people who worked on Star Wars said that... Um, like star the blasters in Star Wars, if you watch it, they seem like they move at different speeds. Yeah, at different shots, or it takes longer to get to some place. Like sometimes it's like a second and it hits it. Sometimes it's like a really long time, and it says that blaster shots move two to three frames. Right. It yeah. Just, it, they it's move literally as, just as whatever fast as they should for that shot to, to make it look good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. all about looking good. My favorite uh, weird, dumb, bullshit Star Wars thing, uh, kind of on the, along the lines of the Kessel Run, there's a thing where uh, I think it's in this. I think it's in Empire Strikes Back. There's a line where like Han Solo tells somebody to go to hell, and it's like, oh shit, we've accidentally implied the existence of Christianity. We got to come up with some canon reason for why hell is a concept in the Star Wars universe, and they they invent this like evil like devil figure called chaos or something or other it's some just really stupid horseshit wow so what i was gonna say though is that is that in the in the tweet about this like you know creative decision on star wars's half there was people in the comments saying like oh what if they move like based on like you know quantum physics and stuff like that and i'm just like what the fuck guys sometimes <laughs> things just serve a narrative purpose <laughs> i mean if they're having fun have fun but like it's kind of funny um so blue's like oh i should have slept more last night because he's already getting tired like before hitting the the destination with the cargo and he gets out of the plane and he like almost takes a fucking nap on his cargo before like the robot shows up and he's like oh shit i need to get my shit together and he runs off and he gets in, he's in such a fluster, I guess, like, oh, at first there's, I was going to say something else, but I, I missed, I almost missed this other thing was that he's flying it and he starts falling asleep and he's got all these different gadgets to keep him awake. He's like, time for plan A, hits a button next to an A that makes all these like noise things come out to keep him up. And that and, doesn't work. And so the next thing he does is plan B, where these, like, little devices come up that just continue slapping him. Yeah, they're paddle wheels. Paddle wheels, yeah, that's what they're called. And eventually as a dream... God, we've all been that tired. Yeah, but you should yeah. not be that tired and driving a vehicle. Honestly, you should just never be that tired. It sucks. <laughs> it's not a good time. So he eventually has a dream sequence where, like, I don't know... Like the some like an assembly line attacks him, and there's like an evil ghost version of the professor dude, and then he yeah. gets bored by a robot. He, yeah, he turns into a robot and gets bored by a he robot. It's turned just... into a robot. Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on here. And, and he actually says near the beginning, like, "No, this isn't real. This is a dream," which is a weird. Like that doesn't really happen often. Like to know you're in a dream. You know? And not be having have some control over it. Like, lucid yeah. dreaming the whole thing. Oh, no. Is that, I like... sometimes know I'm in a dream, and it's like, well, fuck, I still can't do anything. Oh, interesting. So, during the dream sequence, he ran out of fuel, though. And yeah, because he missed he a fuel the... stop. 
And but you never had a dream where you like know you're in a dream and try to convince others that you're in a dream and they don't believe you and it's just like, well, fuck. No, no, that's this is a bad me. situation. <laughs> you're huh. amazing, Gassy. <laughs> but, uh, the the weird uh, thing is, he basically crashes because he runs out of fuel. And then we see the robot go by. So even though he fell asleep, he was still winning the race at the time. Yeah. He's a really good pilot. He just has to sleep. He's so good, is the thing. So then he, it shows him getting home, and the only people who are still there are Rebecca and Kit. And it, like he opens up the Sea Ducks door, and it falls off. And he's like, don't say anything. When it looks like Kit yeah. was like just happy to see him. Yeah. And he's a little depressed. And I mean, he lost the race. Everyone's out of work now. The, yeah. We didn't even really there's, mention there's it. There's like, there's like these panthers that were in the bar at the start that are like, they were no, like. We, I mentioned that the cons pilots were like. Okay. Yeah. Talking we about didn't how they're better. That they were panthers or anything. Okay. We didn't mention what species they were, but there was, yeah, the cons pilots were like, we're the best because con only hires the best and blah, blah, blah. And, and then before the race came off, they kind of told them we're going to lose our jobs. So. It has this little montage where it shows like Shere Khan and 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 uh, Professor Tork um, having this like business deal, and it shows all the pilots out of business. It shows them building robots. They're in line to something. Is that supposed to be like the bread line, or, or what? I think that's supposed to be like the unemployment, unemployment office, office, maybe. I guess. Okay. And like they're all buffalo. sad, and they. Uh, Louis puts up the pilot as on the top of the wall of fame where Baloo was and the robot. He very, the robot. He very sadly anoints the the robot as the Hall of Famer. Yeah, he doesn't have to do that, but he does it. And like, like the robot's not going to his bar. And everyone's real sad about this, except hold on, for I, I, hold on, hold um, on, hold on. Cassie has just presented us with a magical alternative take on the episode where the robot goes to the bar <laughs> and gets That's drunk really somehow. Good. Just like a whole bunch of On robots. Yeah, yeah. Louis has to like start having like motor oil as part of his menu now. Love it's just that. a robot bar now, I guess. That was worth ruining my segue. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I was gonna say everyone's podcast. everyone's sad about this except for Don Carnage as we zoom into his uh, c- cave hideout, and uh, we kind of mentioned him earlier, but he's like. The primary antagonist, he like has a gang of uh, sky pirates. Yeah, it's it's this, like, kind of weird. He, despite the fact that he's not a good person, Shere Khan isn't really the villain of the series. Like I, Blue and him butt heads. He's certainly the butt head. He's certainly the well. He's the butt head. He's the villain of of some specific episodes, but he's not really the bad guy necessarily. Yeah, because I, th- I mean the conflict with Shere Khan comes from the fact that Rebecca is like a. You know, like an independent business, and Shere Khan's like a huge conglomerate, and like there's probably stuff like that happens throughout the series. But in this episode, Shere Khan's not really the bad guy, and in fact, even kind of like works with Baloo near the end of it. Yeah, and it seems like he and Baloo have like respect for each other. Yeah, they get along, even if they don't always probably see eye to eye. They have they have mutual respect. Um, and Shere Khan, if you don't know Shere Khan but do know Sonic the Hedgehog, Sad AM, he's like a badass Antoine. <laughs> Not Shere Khan. <laughs> Not Shere Khan. Don, uh, Don Carnage. Don Carnage is like Antoine from Sonic the Hedgehog, but is like less of a, you know, a coward. He's, he's <laughs> very. I, I think they're going for French, but he's mostly just vaguely foreign and speaks in vaguely broken English. Again, he's got the same color scheme and everything, so I just thought of Antoine as soon as I saw him. He 
He is French. I'm yeah, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's French, yeah. Yeah, um, we didn't mention, but like he's, all he's French in the same way the spy from Team Fortress Two is French. Like French is the main influence, but they're really going for a weird <laughs> mishmash European sure, sure. thing. So he's happy because he's like, oh, they never deviate from their flight plan. That seems like a sitting duck to us. Like we can just take him out. He's not going to like run away from us or anything. Like this will be easy. Yeah, and, and the uh, thing is, like, well, this is where we meet Don Carnage in this episode, and with this being the first episode, it's where we meet him in the series in general. The presence of pilots is established from the beginning of the episode. Like, even while the professor dudes pirates, in the room... Pirates, you mean, right? Pirates, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what I said? <laughs> you said pilots. I'm sorry. The presence of pirates <laughs> is established, like, right at the beginning, even while the professor dudes in the room, which is... Makes it really silly later when he's like, I didn't think there'd be pirates. Oh, wait. One thing we forgot to mention is when they were doing that montage of them building the robots and stuff, they mentioned that the, the businesses are going into a tailspin. That's true. We do do a title drop. Can't forget that. It's very important. It's very important. It's super important. Cassie was oh. just, Cassie got so excited. She was just like, title drop. <laughs> she did. She said she exclaimed that when we were watching it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the, the presence of pirates sounds like a Final Fantasy XIV quest line. Anyways. <laughs> There's definitely a few pirate quest lines in that game. I mean, the first one, the first dungeon quest line is like it's probably pirates yeah yeah but anyways and then like the hard um, version of the dungeon i think the quest line is it's definitely pirates yep something like that final fantasy 14 jokes <laughs> not even jokes just talking about it um so baloo's packing up he's lost his job rebecca's like can't pay bills and so like she's gonna sell the sea duck and baloo gets real upset but she and, oh, and, like, her her daughter shows up at some point, and, um... Okay, I, I'm trying to figure this out. How old are Kit and Molly actually supposed to be? Because it's clear yeah, that she's, Molly's like, way younger like, than he is, but, like, it's not clear, like, how young she's okay, supposed well, to be. I, I, I think Molly's, like, six, and Kit's, like, ten or four. twelve. Four? Yeah. She's definitely got a real <sighs> toddler vibe going on. Like, they, def- they definitely want to, like... It's, it's one of those things where, like... This was also kind of a problem with, like, Webby on DuckTales, okay, where well, it's like they can't make I, a little girl without making her just seem like a giant baby. Okay, like, she's in, put it this way, she's in first or second grade, and Kit's in, like, sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. Or fifth grade. That kind of thing. Like, not not straight up ages, just, like, cl- like you know, grades in school, because that's the best way for me to put it. <laughs> um, she... She's like, oh, I heard from school that we're going to close. And Baloo's like, yeah, we are. It fucking sucks. Bye. And she's like, no, Baloo, you can't leave. And, you know, Rebecca then lets it drop that she's selling the, the sea duck. And it makes Baloo get real upset and leaves. And Kit's like, how could you do that? Without even letting him say goodbye to her, you know, her being the sea duck. And she kind of realizes that is shitty and lets Kit, like, run away with the keys while she stalls the guy who's going to buy it. Um, so he can have, like, one last go with the, the sea duck. Yeah, um, so he can go fishing with uh, with Kit and another character. The the other, like, f- the final main character in the show that we haven't actually met yet in this episode, but will. I don't remember what his name is. I think it's, like, no. Wildcat. That's a weird name. He's a lion, I think. I'll, I'll double check, but like he's 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 the mechanic, and he's like, it, okay, it's 
he's the comic relief character, and so he's like the stupid one, but like he's like even, but Baloo's also stupid, so he's like super double stupid. <laughs> he's so Baloo's dumb, and he's dumber. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. The, <laughs> I think that's the idea. So, um, we cut to Shere Khan's plan. Yeah, it's just Wildcat, and it it's it's okay. one word. He doesn't have a last name or anything. I assume it's like a it's like a nickname. I, I just paused on the robot piloting Shikron's plane. He's got his mouth just looks like a big frown, and it's yeah, good. it's good. <laughs> so um, apparently, there's a recurring character named Dump Truck. I don't remember okay. Dump Truck. <laughs> Neither do I. So Professor Torque uh, is pouring like juice in these champagne flutes for uh, him and Shikron as they're celebrating their business venture together, and. Then pirates show up, and it actually Don Carnage actually announces his presence on the radio uh, of the plane, saying like, "Ah, it is I, Don Carnage. I'm going to take your plane now." And then all the presumably there are like a bunch of planes piloted by robots at this point. Yeah, why would they? Why would they go after Shere Khan's plane? I, they, I guess they figure that's where all the like good money is going to be if they can take Shere Khan hostage. So. There's a weird thing this show does where, like, so we're going to see in a bit that Shere Khan's going to need, like, rescuing from Baloo, but Shere Khan's also presented as, like, unbelievably strong and completely unflappable, so it's kind of weird. I love it, though. Shere Khan's really good in this episode. So he says, like, oh, I guess we need to, like, Shere Khan says to Professor Torque, I guess we need to take evasive maneuvers. And he goes, okay, and he goes up to the robot, and he's like, hey, there's a turn right here. And the robot's like cannot deviate from flight plan but uh, where there's pirates we're gonna cannot deviate from flight plan and he tries to like take the the um the uh the steering wheel from the from the robot and it shocks him like we saw it do to baloo earlier yeah and and he, and he, he starts trying to reason with it like hey i in, i invented you do what i told you and it's like that's not gonna work and it's like oh it's a no. really it's a frankenstein situation i thought it was supposed well to these aren't these are not sentient robots it's obedient, but like it follows its programming. Yeah. So like it, it's not a sentient robot. It can't make decisions. Like it's just like honestly, it's just like a. Like, it would be better if we just made like autopilot programs for planes, but I guess that's not as cartoony and good. Um, and Shikhan's like, oh, I guess we got a call for rescue. Then like he's very non like like plussed about all of this. He's like, oh, I guess we got to get a rescue. Whatever. Non-pussed. Huh? Non pussed. I don't think that's what nonplussed means. I I think not bothered by it. I'll look no, this I up. Think, I think nonplussed means you are bothered by it. I don't know words. Uh, <laughs> nonplussed means surprised and confused. So yeah, it's pretty much the oh. opposite of what you're going for. He's very plussed. He's super plussed is the thing. <laughs> God damn it! He's extremely plussed. <laughs> Never seen a man so more plussed. He's super plussed, and he's like, "Yo, whatever, call for backup," and they. They send out um, uh, a distress signal that gets picked up by Baloo and Wildcat and Kit, who are all just kind of fishing. And Baloo's, like, yep. knocking himself, saying, like, oh, I'm the worst. Why do you guys even hang out with you? And Kit's like, we hang out with you because we like you. Yeah. And then Wildcat's like, also, we have nothing better to do. Oops. <laughs> I kind of like that. Um, yeah. There's also really great – the thing about the distress calls, at first the professor makes it, and he's just screaming. He's like – Oh god, pirates! What are we gonna do? And then and Shirka just takes is like, just sit down, you. 
And no, he, he, no, he doesn't just sit down. He picks him up by the scruff of his neck and throws him into a couch. Well, he does that a lot. Mr. Khan's a fucking badass. He's like, so anyone who can hear this, uh, I need rescuing from pirates. This is Shere Khan. If you save me, I will reward you handsomely. Do hurry. And that's basically it. Yeah. And then um, Balloon still needs some convincing to like go out and do this because he's so down on himself. And uh, but eventually is convinced to leave, and he flies over um, Shikan's plane and uses a, a rope ladder to get on top of it. And uh, the professor thinks it's the pirates, and I was all scared and holding the door closed. But then Baloo just opens it and slams him against the wall. Um, and Shikan's like, "Oh, hello, Baloo!" Like he, he's very casual about all this. He's like, "Oh." We're in a bit of a snag here. Can you take care of this? Like he's pouring more juice. Yeah, he like he's juice. like he's just having a he's just being all casual. He's having a good time. And Baloo's like, oh, you got any soda? Oh yeah, bullets shoot through the walls of the plane, like breaking Shere Khan's glass. And he just kind of like, oh huh, just wipes him. He just brushes his shoulder off and like even Baloo's like, oh huh, bullets, <laughs> whatever. What does that cause? Like pressurization issues. Probably. I, mean, you just don't, I, I think I think that's actually like an old myth that like I, I don't I don't think bullet holes going through a plane actually like cause a problem for the for the cabin pressure really. Huh. Would would a lot of bullet holes cause a problem? I don't think so. Huh. All right. So Baloo asks if they have any soda, and he he shakes up a soda thing and sprays it at the robot. And as we all know, liquid is like. Is like a robot's worst like we've enemy. Watched, we've watched Power Rangers We know what it does to the cogs. Yeah. So this thing just fucking blows up. And Baloo takes the plane and starts taking these awesome evasive maneuvers that like... What if the robot ever has to deliver anything? Like like it has to go outside and deliver packages to people. Umbrella. It's got Fine. a robot umbrella? It's got a robot umbrella. Um, actually, there's one part I, I, I skipped over was that Shere Khan, like, let a real pilot do this job. Like, you know, he's backing Baloo up, even though he, like, also is the cause of Baloo losing his job. But we'll just ignore that. And uh, he takes evasive maneuvers and, like, takes out several of the enemy aircraft. And before so, that happens, so this is, Carnage... this is This is all on the pirates, because Baloo doesn't really actually take anyone down. Like, this, the plane that he's on doesn't have any guns or anything. What he does is he flies between the enemy pilots and makes them crash into each other. Which is just... Yeah. They're just bad at their jobs. They're bad at pirates. <laughs> he also flies, like, he flies, like, a, between, like, two peaks. And, and all the other planes, like, hit the peaks rather than uh, avoiding it. And before that happens, Don Kanonich goes, that robot looks a lot like Baloo. And then after he takes out all these ships, the one of his, uh, you know, um, crew members is like, yeah, he flies like Baloo, too. <laughs> it's sort of and, a uh, weird effect of the fact that they've built the show where, around a premise where there's going to be a lot of aerial combat, but they don't want to make the protagonist have a gun. Well, I mean, like, I've seen that other stuff where, like, they, the the guy, like, defeats the enemy just by flying better than them. Yeah. You know? It's pretty I, common. It's, it's kind of cool. I and like Baloo it. can also punch. He can punch. I don't know how often he does it, but he can... Yeah. So, we also... Every plane that blows up, we see parachutes come out of them because Disney. No one dies. Um, and uh, Duncan Hodge realizes when he's beat and uh, retreats. And... Shere Khan goes to Professor Tork and says, like, well, uh, since you lied to me about your, you know, your robots being the best 
pilots in the world. I guess you got to give me all my money back and I'll give you all your shitty machines back. And then he like picks up Torque and hangs him out of the plane as it's moving and is like, does that sound like a fair deal to you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> and yeah, then we get like a montage of all the uh, pilots getting their jobs back, you know, and Baloo comes home and and replaces the Hall of Fame uh, robot stamp with his picture again. And uh, that's the episode. Oh, wait. We also... Kit says, I just remembered. What happened to Professor Torque? And he's in a really cold place selling his robots as maids. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yep. he could have just reprogrammed the robots to... Yeah. It seems really complicated, though. I guess the whole idea is that he can't make an AI. He al- it's already really... Com- the robot... It's already really complicated. Decision making I mean, is a big. I mean, the problem is he went straight to market without any real testing. That's that was That's that was his true. downfall. He tested like a once. Yeah, he in tested a very it, controlled. Okay, it's a very common problem where you test in ideal conditions and you don't test for edge cases. It's, it's testing's hard. You you've really got to worry about edge cases. Uh, I I caught up on um, SB Nation's Weird Rules series on YouTube today, which is basically all about weird edge cases that come up in sporting events. And that shit's just fun. And I've just had it on the brain because that was a fun thing I watched. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Just. I mean, no, I, no, that's cool. I mean, there was another thing I, I wanted to bring up during this episode and I couldn't figure out a good spot to do it. Um, and it actually is more relevant to what we're talking about. So, uh, so on TDBA, we've been talking about Boom Comics a lot because they have the uh-huh. Power Rangers license right now. Uh, but a ways back, they actually uh, made a bunch of comics based on Disney properties. Uh, including uh, uh, sort of a weird reboot of Darkwing Duck that had, like, kind of a sort of a time skip where, like, the city he was from had, like, solved the supervillain problem and he was out of work. Huh. And it was really weird, and it even went out of its way to, like, address the whole, like, launchpad being in both Darkwing and DuckTales thing. Yeah. It was It was kind of fun. Cool. Uh, the the other thing the other thing the, the the thing that I really loved about it was, uh, in addition to like Disney Afternoon properties, the one thing they also got from Disney is they had a comic based on the Muppet Show. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and the coolest thing they did is they like okay, wait a minute, like what's 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 the concept you're gonna do if you're if you're like a fan and you're writing a new story about the Muppet Show, and what they did is they had a grown up Skeeter from Muppet Baby show up. Uh, you know, uh, Scooter's twin, the character who was like on Muppet Babies but was not part of Muppet Show, and she shows up. Sure, sure. And everybody loves her. She's basically Poochie, and and this is deliberate. She's based like everyone fucking loves her instantly. She's so cool, and Scooter fucking hates it. He hates it so much, and it's the best. <laughs> and, and that was just I was I was hoping to work that into this episode somehow because it was because I just I mean how often do we talk about Disney, you know? You know, it just it just doesn't come up much. But, no, no, yeah. no. I mean, like... In a, in a couple of years, they'll be talking about Disney a lot. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they they have yeah. Power Rangers for a while, don't they? Jeez. You want to know about Disney stuff? You should listen to D-Comedy. <laughs> good plug. Yeah, it's thank you. Show. Yeah, yeah I, I, I guess that's the end of the episode. Cassie, do you have any random bullshit you were one to talk about? No. Okay. Yeah, I kind of I kind of rushed through it, but there wasn't like a lot to talk about with this show. Like, it was it was kind of a middling episode. Like, I did you guys did you guys like the episode? 
It was fine. Yeah. Eh, it was it was all right. Yeah, it wasn't like I was really excited to do Tailspin. Oh yeah. Because like I had good memories of it. But that wasn't that wasn't a very good first episode. I'm I'm sure there are better episodes because like all oh, of these I'm positive all it's of just... these shows can be hit and miss and like it can it can come down to like when you catch it. Um, yeah. But again, I don't really have a ton of memories of Tailspin specifically, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just remember it being okay, and that episode was okay, so it. No. I remember the episode that I watched had to do with a volcano. That was on my VHS, but I don't remember it. <laughs> All right. No, okay, was that, like, a VHS of Tailspin, or did you record the VHS? No, it was, like, a VHS we bought of Tailspin. Alright. Look this up. Tailspin Volcano we, we were, episode. At my house, we were big into recording things on, on blank VHS tapes. Oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. did it all the time. Yeah. So, I don't know, we just had, like, a bunch of those episodes that we'd watch, that I'd watch a bunch. Like yeah. The dinosaur, like the episode where they go back in time in Magic School Bus. We we definitely had a a, a VHS tape oh, that was shit. that was like the Adventures of Milo and Otis and like Muppet Treasure Island and shit. We fucked up, guys. What was it? According to this episode I'm looking at right now, this is the fifth episode. What? Oh, they had like a four-parter. <laughs> yeah, the first. In the series premiere, Baloo, an air cargo pilot, meets Kid Cloud Kicker, a 12-year-old orphan, and takes him in as his navigator. We watched the wrong episode? <laughs> he also loses his business to Rebecca well, okay. Cunningham. A business major becomes his boss. We we wouldn't have, have had enough time to do an episode on four episodes. Yeah, it's four, it's a four-episode <laughs> opener arc. Wow. Well, wow. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, folks. Sorry. We, we we legitimately thought we were, and you know, we never mentioned the name of the episode up top, so people are gonna be so confused if they just hear, "Oh, we we watched the first episode of Tailspin." I said from here to machinery. Oh, you did. did? Okay. Yeah. I missed but that. like, can we on the site we went to to watch this? This is a totally legitimate site. That was the first episode listed. Was from here to machinery. God damn. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, we, well, we goofed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least we found out before we like uploaded it. Yeah, so many people would have written up. in and been like, uh, "Hey, you, you screwed up." Now there's no episodes with a volcano in them. Apparently, I could have sworn there was a volcano and like island or some shit. Um, Eruption? Nope. Island. <laughs> uh, there are two instances of island. All of the episode descriptions. That's ridiculous. I thought there would be more islands. I mean, like, everything's islands in the show. Yeah. It's just islands all the way down. We should probably wrap this up, because now it's just us Googling shit. (laughs) Yeah, well, um... Thanks for for joining us for the fifth episode of fucking... (laughs) Goddamn Tailspin. (laughs) Um, thanks for, for joining us. That's my first episode. Uh, it's not. It's not. On the, thanks for joining us on, on this episode of Teenagers of Altitude. Nobody was a teenager in this. Is 12 hmm. count? No. Because it doesn't have teen in it. It's kind of weird though, right? How it doesn't count? Cause it's one I mean, I don't think Airwolf right? had teenagers in it either, so I think we're good. That's true. Okay, well, this has been Teenagers of Altitude. <laughs> I'm your host, Emily. I'm your not-host, Mike. And I'm Cassie. Oh, e oh Tailspin. Oh, e Tailspin.
<laughs> you can win it in a minute. When you spin it, spin it, spin it.